sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, we're doing... AA versus AC. Yeah. Uh, Amos and Andy versus Adam Carolla show the podcast. So this was our thought. We wanted to do Amos and Andy because it seems like something that needs to be talked about, especially in these trying times. Um, and we thought, what what is would be equally reprehensible to listen to that's out today? And uh, we, without really knowing, we, we were like, oh, let's try the Adam Carolla show. And I think we were right to pick that one. But I will say, can I? I want to say this up front about Amos and Andy. There, it's definitely uh, uncomfortable because there are racial stereotypes at play. But beyond that, at least it's funny. Like they go for jokes. It's written as a comedy. And here's another thing which I didn't know. I thought it was much more racist. There's a lot of racial stereotypes, and that's clear. And it's kind of it's. It's reprehensible that <laughs> it's white dudes doing the voices. So yes. let's start with that. But it's not as racist as I thought it was going to be. No. I thought the stereotypes were going to be just, you know what I'm talking about. When you think of those 40s, like the snow, what's it, uh, snow black and the seven dwarves or yes. whatever that is. And that's, it's just, it's just awful. And this isn't awful. This is the the writing on Amos and Andy is kind of similar to what you'd find on other radio shows at the time, like the great Gildersleeve where there's the, like a, uh, like the head character is a bumbling fool who wants to, to, to get one over on other people. And they're, they're racial stereotypes, but they're just kind of character shows for radio. And if there were other shows on radio that featured black, well, first of all, black performers, but black characters that didn't, make them into stereotypes and, and jokes. Amos and Andy wouldn't nearly be nearly as offensive, but the fact that that's all there was makes it much worse. Yeah. And I mean, I, I kind of, I picked this episode too, because it was a later one. This, the one we did was from 53. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if the forties ones are worse. I have to imagine they are, but uh, maybe I don't, I don't really know. I think maybe the reputation is worse than it is. And, and it's a bad reputation and well-deserved bad reputation, but compared to other media, it's not as bad. No. I, and I think, you know, if you, if you make, if you do the same script with white characters, which could easily be done, it's mm-hmm. just a comedy and you right, know, it's a, right. it's a well-crafted co- radio comedy. So, and it's, it's also a part of the old time, the kind of the old time radio, uh, the, of the time, there'd be a bunch of shows with different accents for people. Like there's the Italian show, with like uh, I think Life with Luigi. I think it was something like that. And there was a Jewish show with the like all kinds of ethnic stereotypes were at play. The difference is if you're an Italian guy listening to Jack Benny, who was a Jewish guy, but it wasn't about him being Jewish, even though they're anyway. You listen to Jack Benny or listen to one of the other comedies, you kind of identify because it's a white guy. But there wasn't any non-stereotypical. Uh, black people on radio. Right, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's troublesome, but not, as you said, not nearly as bad as I expected it to be, so. No, and the, and I think one of the 
the nah, I guess it's it's hard to say anything positive about either the Amos and Andy radio show or TV show, but there was positive aspects to it. They shouldn't have existed as long as they did, and it, it sucks that that was the only portrayal on on media. But it was nice that <laughs> these shows had not just the characters. There was the Uncle Gregory, who was some sort of rich businessman who was not a fool. Right, right. No, oh, he was a. Uh, I, I can't even remember what he farmed. He was a some kind of farmer that yeah that was wealthy. Right, but he he was wealthy and he didn't have the the accent or you know. No, the, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. The offensive that nobody ever talked like except in media. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this this episode we listened to concerned like kingfish. Who... Kingfish, yeah. So the show started off. I think maybe it's one of those deals where it was about Amos and Andy for a few months and then the Kingfish character kind of took over. So after that, it was always Kingfish and Andy. It was like, he was like the Urkel of the radio show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And TV show, the TV show started and it was also called Amos and Andy. And the TV show obviously was recast with all African-American people. They didn't, they didn't go for blackface. Although they, there was one, there was one Amos and Andy movie where the stars of the radio show started in the movie. And it seemed from what I've read, it seems like it was one of those things nobody talked about because I think even the, even the, the creators of, I forget their, the dudes names, but even the creators of the radio show were kind of embarrassed that they did that. Yeah. It was not racist even going. for the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the Kingfish is kind of like the Urkel of, of yeah, you're right. Well, because he's got personality. Mm-hmm. And, and this, has, was he actually, oh yeah, yeah, the Malaprops. Was he actually African-American, uh, the guy who played Kingfish? Do you know? Or was, I didn't on, even look into it. On the radio? Yeah, yeah. No, it's all the, the two the two guys who created the show do almost all the voices. Oh, I see. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, that's that's where you. Well, that's one of the places you run into trouble with this kind of thing. Um, I did not know that. Um, well, and it's funny too because the one guy, I think Andy, like is playing a black character, but he doesn't. He just talks white. Like he doesn't even try, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Like you're like, oh god, at least they're not going for the type uh see i thought voice, he, but... i mean he he was putting a voice on it wasn't yes it was it was badly done i guess yeah more what okay. it was but but it wasn't too over the top at least um yeah if you're gonna listen to this you know i mean no there's really no need to li- if you want to listen to old time radio there's a hundred things that are better and there are and, yeah and not offensive i mean the interesting thing about the radio show it was super duper popular and I don't think it was super duper popular because of the like the racist aspects. I think it was what you're talking about, the comedy of it. Com- I think, I think the, so too. Of the time, this wasn't considered racist. And I mean, you, you look at uh, I forget like Marla Gibbs, and there's somebody, some other like famous actor from from later who, who talked about watching Amos and Andy the TV show and loving it. It's just it was what what was on. It wasn't. It was still considered racist, but I don't think people were reveling in the racism. They were just reveling in the comedy of it. Cause it was a super popular show. There's a story where you could, you could listen to an entire episode of Amos and Andy by just walking down the street because every bar and restaurant had it playing loudly because they lost customers if they didn't turn the sound up. They yeah, would just no. go listen to it. It was a super popular show. I, and I agree with that, that it was the comedy and it's, pro- it's also, I mean, the entire history of our country, at least in the 20th century is like white people being fascinated by black culture and appropriating it. So I, I, that had to be like, you're not going to have all these hardcore racists wanting to listen to black characters. Um, Right. 
if they, you know, if they hate black people, yeah, it's, it's, but don't, if you're looking for, if you're saying to yourself, I'd like to listen to media from the 1930s, don't choose, don't choose Amos Nanny, choose Jack Benny. Yeah. And if, I mean, a million times better. really go for, don't even go for the thirties, go for the forties when they were finally figuring out all how to, how to do radio. Yeah. Well, or for even fifties, fifties where yeah. everything was actually sounded good. Yeah. You, and fifties was the like, 30s and, the thirties and forties stuff can be good, but. Uh, and it can also be the recordings can be also be awful. Yeah. It's just anyway, back to back to the, the show we're talking about. Yeah. Kingfish. Well, uh, he had an un- a wealthy uncle that he had scammed years before and was coming to visit. And he had told him with his scam that he needed money for medical school. So his uncle thinks he's a doctor, which he most decidedly is not. So now he's got to scramble to come up with a way to prove that he is a practicing physician. And notice the sitcoms tropes that they use in this show that have not gone away. The the <laughs> dumb husband and and first of all the much smarter wife, and secondly the mother in law that despises the dumb husband. Yes. Well, and the wife. Okay, I feel like she had to be African American. I really hope so. I didn't. Like I have I no said, idea. I didn't check, I, but um, I don't. I I I I would guess not, but I don't know about the the the, the women in the show. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I mean, obviously. The, the guys weren't good enough to do voices that were so feminine. So there was definitely women, but I don't know whether or not they were African-Americans. Yeah, I, yeah I don't. it was. She was funny, I will say, um, although it was, you know, very over the top. Right. Yeah, but I think you, you really have to be over the top on radio. It's not. Yeah, that's, the that's true. The didn't sell super well when people could barely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it is, like you said, it's basic sitcom trope and it, has continued to this day um and yeah like the the whole the whole thing about i don't know you wouldn't say it's a misunderstanding it's like it's an obvious scam but you know trying to trying to um it's it's basically three's company where he's trying to pull the wool over uh mr roper or you know or don knotts's eyes i I think it's funnier than three's company but oh it definitely is but i'm just (laughs) saying as a as an idea for a show right yeah um, yeah, so that's it. And he's, you know, he's scheming to try to figure out a way to, to, uh, prove that he's a doctor. And he comes up with the idea that he's like, oh, I can tell him I'm a psychiatrist. I don't need to show him anything for that. But then he remembers, he told him he was a uh, pediatrician. So that's not going to work or a baby doctor as they call it over and over. So at so. first I thought that the, they're setting up that baby doctor joke to, to just because the audience was too dumb to know the difference. But then later they set it up that they don't know how to spell pediatrician. And that yeah, was, that was unfortunate. Oh, but at the same time, it's the same kind of joke they'd have Chris, Chris Pratt doing in parks and rec. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you can, like I said, it's well-written. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's just too bad that it is what it is. And I'm, curse. <laughs> I'm a little disturbed to find out that all the actors were white. That's, that's really yep. Um, that adds that's in- why it's it's much easier. One of the reasons I didn't want to do this show because it's it is gross, and it's it's easier to defend the TV show. Although the TV show got got criticized more quickly. That's the other interesting thing. When this show first started, there was a couple newspapers, uh, uh, black newspapers across the country, who were protesting it near the start of the show, and um, specifically one in Pittsburgh. It started this petition. They just this is not good. This would, uh, degrades our people blah 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 
not to say blah, 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 but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the, the NAACP didn't want anything to do with it. And I'm not sure why they didn't. I didn't, I never read like why they didn't want to be involved in the boycott of the protest, but they didn't step in. But once the TV show started, they're like, no, we don't want any part of this. But on the other hand, the TV show is a lot easier to defend because it's the only TV show in the 50s or even the 60s that a black person was a star of a show, first of all, and wasn't a a maid or a you know some kind of service worker. There are lawyers. Or like It was just Harlem in Amos and Andy is all black, and, and they do – regular stuff yeah but, and i mean it's so much better today where you know black people don't play maids or service <laughs> workers or drug yeah, dealers yeah. or anything so yeah yeah so I, it's i think it's, you it, probably have to go to the late 60s for tv with link on the mod squad for another african-american and i guess i spy go, with cosby and uh robert culp you have to go all the way to, the, to sanford and son in the 70s 20 years later to get a a all black guest yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, lead. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, it was it was not as I said, not as difficult listening to as I expected it to be. So that was good. Yeah, because um, yeah, I had listened. I think there maybe you were right about the earlier. I thought I'd listened to one. I was just so turned off. I just turned it off. Yeah, a long time ago. That's why I didn't even do the episode. But it was it was not nearly as bad as I thought. And we're we're going to talk about a show later that is much worse. Yes, much worse. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this, except, um, I, no, go ahead. No, do your, oh, I was just going to say, except, uh, it does make me want to listen to more old radio shows. That's exactly what I was about to say. I would like to do a future episode with, with other shows that are, that aren't as, uh, problematic. Yeah. Like, uh, Jack Benny was always funny and Jack Benny actually has a, a character who's black, who's played by a black person, which, <laughs> Hey, Revolutionary, and, and sometimes they i seen the rumor of them doing racist jokes like uh, rochester would be a big gambler but it was not nearly as bad as other stuff and the fact that jack benny was a good dude and when they went to other cities and they wouldn't uh allow rochester to stay at a hotel he refused to stay there i i, I like jack benny and it's a funny show so i would like to listen to that and um uh, some show that doesn't have any political stuff like Fibber McGee and Molly, which I don't remember being very good, but it still might be interesting to talk about, or Armis Brooks, which is kind of a weird show that came at the at the tail end of 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 radio's Radio heyday. Shows, yeah, with uh, Eve Arden, which I think she was in uh, at least Greece, but I I probably wasn't a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, she had to be an actor back in the day, I, I assume. Yeah, it's just one of those names, and there's a uh, and then there's the what was it called? My favorite wife would be an interesting thing to listen to as well. That's a show. I think that's the name of it. It had least Lucille Ball as oh, as pre I love pre, Lucy. I love Lucy. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So and pre Ricky. So so there's yeah there's I would like to do other shows because oh and no we could do the most <laughs> the one that made fun of the most uh, Edber, Edgar Bergen show the show that uh, uh, oh, millions yeah. of people listen to, listen to a ventriloquist on the radio. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, makes no sense. Although they did have, did they have studio audiences for that? Do you know? Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. So I mean, it worked in the studio, I guess. But yeah, that's yeah, but, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these shows I've listened to, and I actually find funny. Like Jack Benny, I think they did. The great thing about Jack Benny is it, it's all this character stuff. So it's if you listen to it once, it might not be that funny, but after you learn what the characters are like, it's hilarious. Like there's a famous scene. In Jack Benny, where uh, the, the robber, so he's known as a skinflint, and the burglar 
is out and he says your money or your life and there's a pause and there's a pause and there's a pause and the studio audience is going crazy and then the robber repeats it and then there's a pause and then he says i'm thinking i'm thinking and you know it's not funny when i say it but when you listen to it it's pretty funny yeah no that's a classic bit that yep people re- have remembered forever just along with a few groucho bits from back then um oh, right it's another one who had a radio show although his was more of a like a game show i guess so yeah yeah you bet your life um and apparently everybody's like you bet your life because of of groucho's great ad-libs but it turns out they weren't ad-libs they were written for him oh is that true yeah oh i didn't know that i assume they were ad-libs too I used to watch the TV show because they would show it uh, like late at night on the weekends back mm-hmm. when we only had three channels. Um, it was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it wasn't bad. It's odd, too, because I didn't I, – maybe I just got lucky to watch this episode. But I watched one episode where there was a guy who was on it that later became an actor, like a, a character actor. So that was kind of cool. You know, it's kind of like you see – you'll see that once in a while nowadays. Somebody before they became famous were in a commercial or something. Yeah, or like on the the old dating game, they used to have a lot of actors right. and stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a lot more to say about this. I, it's it's a weird artifact. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable today, but not as uncomfortable as what we're going to get into. Maybe we should just take a break because I think we have a lot more to say about that one anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, take a break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. Right, we're back with the Adam Carolla show. And so I, I uh, no, go you go ahead. I I don't even know where to begin with this. I I I felt like I had a bias against the guy before I started listening because I never liked Love Line or the Man Show. Yeah, me too. So I I was like, well, maybe people really like this. Let me give it a break. And it was like five or ten minutes in. I'm like, this is just the Howard Stern show from 1997, not done as well or as nuanced or as funny. Right. Like he has, he has the hanger on who laughs at everything. He has the, the, the woman news reporter who he has report a rapport with. And I don't even think the, I don't know her name, Gina, maybe I don't think she's nearly as interesting as Robin quivers who would actually push back against the bullshit. Howard Stern would sometimes say, and she just kind of let Adam Kroll say whatever he wanted. And, and he wasn't, Interesting, and and so I'm thinking that as I listen to the show, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm just comparing it to what I used to listen to because I used to like Howard Stern. I, I thought he was groundbreaking and interesting, and very most importantly, very funny as as, as well as being uh, turning women into objects. But uh, so maybe I was like, oh, 
this is just an old person not liking new things. But then it comes to the point where he's talking about traffic and he's talking about how traffic should only be done at night. Howard Stern ran for governor with that as his head platform. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, at least get your own political stuff. And then he went into Black Lives Matter and then it went off the rails. And I'm not even talking about the actual racist stuff that happens later. It's just a mess of a show. And I, I and I'm sorry if you like it, but I can't stand it. Well, and, the, and it's like, not funny. As Most you said, that's, that's the thing. That's the difference between this and Howard Stern, at least when I listened, which was very briefly back in the 90s. Um, it's not funny at all. Like, he's not a funny guy. His, As far as I can tell, his only skill is being able to not stop talking, which is a skill. Like, I understand, you, especially like on radio or podcast, you got to fill the air. But he has nothing funny or original to say. And yeah, the Black Lives Matter thing is... Which he doesn't even specifically reference although that's what it's all about um was where i was like oh god you're just so fucking toned i mean they they could call this show legitimately toxic masculinity toxic (laughs) white masculinity i should say and uh it would be super apt i i think he's just like a douchebag i i don't i mean there's there's nothing redeeming about the guy and he a, a horrible misogynist, by the way. Like, yeah. So he, what did he say? He said, "Our our society's drowning in pussy juice." That's one of his things. And yes. He consistently. Um, and he and he's talking about things like using car seats for kids, and that's that's like an example of of drowning in pussy juice. Yeah, yeah. We're we're all such such girly like women being a woman is the worst thing you could be in this guy. Oh, and that's, world. that's the other uh, women don't understand number. No math. They're I, bad at math. math. Yeah. yeah. That was, a, yeah, I actually wrote that one down. I, are you, but this is the guy who said that women aren't funny Yeah. fairly recently. So yeah. And, and so much talk about getting pussy. That's another one that he repeated. I'm like, no grown man should use that phrase. Sorry. It's, <laughs> and that was the joke where he did the joke about the, what guitar, like, use a, a ukulele you don't, it's just stupid yeah you don't get any you use a really big guitar you don't get any it's that one right in the middle of the sweet spot yeah it's fucking hilarious dude um, and, and i i just have trouble not comparing it to Hardstern because Hardstern would do he wouldn't do stuff like that he was but he would do you know definitely racist stuff all the time but his racist stuff actually was funny yeah and, and it, yeah, this stuff was not because there's a bit. I I don't know if you're leading up to talking about the bit that was really before the John emailed me and he I he had listened to both things and I hadn't listened to either and he said you're going to be surprised by which is more racist than the other and I I'm listening to this and I was like oh it's stupid I mean he has a he has bad opinions but I haven't and that's not racist but then there's the bit that is is racist and it's not funny it just goes on and on and on that's the yeah the the Chinese uh, restaurant bit yes yeah. yes and so I. I'm, so I guess yeah. the guy who did it, I, I looked him up. He's half Filipino, half white. Not that that makes it that much better. At least he's not full white, but it's still racist. And it's like in 2017 or 1985, it's still too much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it's not only so accents are funny. I'm down with that. But when you're you're not going just with the accent, you're just going like these other people are animals yes, is where the stupid, joke basically went yeah. stupid animals. So I was, cause I've been thinking about that because comedy bang bang sometimes has the, the guy who does an accent and I'm yeah. like, this is really funny, but why isn't it more offensive to me? 
And I guess it, I mean, it's, it's not because it doesn't do that. It just has a funny accent. It's a funny accent. It's not, it's not based in racial hatred. Exactly. <laughs> and the, years old. Yeah. And the, the character with that accent might be stupid, but he's stupid in, in ridiculous non, non ethnic stereotype ways. This guy just, he couldn't understand English and repeat, repeat everything in a weird Chinese accent. And yes. Yeah. And led to wanting to buy the daughter and just stuck on that for a long time. It was so awful. Like I turned it off in the middle of that. I was like, I'm going to have to finish listening to this another day because this is, this is really disturbing me. And when you talked about Howard Stern's like racist stuff, that was funny. His racist stuff was more, I would say racial stuff that definitely came from his trying to understand race and racism like he Howard Stern would freely admit that like he had issues that he didn't understand you know as a white dude and where he grew up and and whatever um that made it that humanized it anyway well exactly I mean I I I have no idea what Howard Stern's views on are on Black Lives Matter but I feel even if I disagree with them entirely they would be more nuanced than just comply yes yeah and which just is shows such a total misunderstanding of the entire issue. It's the thing that, that like racist uncles say, well, if you just comply with the police, you're not going to have any problem, which ignores the fact that even when black people comply, they still get shot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I don't even want to go into that because it's so fucking stupid and so just blind to society. And I'm sure like in Adam Carolla's mind, we're too, uh, Pussy girly men, I'm sure, is like one of the the kind of phrase he would use to describe us. Yeah, but he's not. He's and he's not, right. Yeah, he is right, of course. But he's not like interested in listening to other people and having his mind changed. He's interested in forcing his opinions. I mean, he's a a Rush Limbaugh type, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem. I I wish there was a way. I guess there probably is, but you have to pay. But I would I wouldn't mind doing Howard Stern versus like something modern. Well, it'd be, it would be Howard Stern versus Adam Carolla, but I'm not listening to another Adam. Oh, no, I never will again. No. Like the, the, the the Howard Stern is just, it's it's too bad that the the people that copied him copied the wrong parts. Like they copied strippers coming in, but they didn't copy interesting interviews with the strippers because he would treat them like he would treat them like objects, but he would also treat them like humans, which I. I think is is something that other shows don't do. They'll have beautiful women come in and get naked, and that's the whole point. Instead yeah, of beautiful women coming in and get naked and talking to them. Right. I mean, they're basically they don't see them as people. They're mocking them or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and I. So it's 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 just unfortunate that other shows like just like Adam Carolla copies the wrong parts of Howard Stern. He does, and you brought up his his female sidekick who just goes along with him. I read a little bit about it. So he used to have a different one. Um, Allison Rosen, I think, and he let her go. I, and his explanation was, um, you know, she's too she's too um, strong a personality. She's really like she should be her own star, which I, uh, you know, she should have her own show, which I think is just meant that he, she was well, no, too, the... too uppity for him. And he said that this one, um, he's like, I don't need that. I just need a sidekick who's gonna sit there and not really have any personality. And that's what this, you know, like it's, it's insulting even the way he describes his new host. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a whole, I did read about that too. He's, there's a whole, 
he he said she's not sidekick material. Yeah, and she he fired her over email. So and then he had was like that's all he said for a long time, and people were upset. So he had a whole episode where he he laid out all the reasons she was no good. And so before that, she didn't say anything. She just let it low, let it let it lie. But then she came out and was like, "This is a lie. This is a lie." Like he wanted he, there, at the time, Adam Kroll and a bunch of other uh, famous podcasts were being sued by a patent troll that somebody owned owned podcast right. technology. I remember Mark Maron talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So he was a part of that suit, and they they would put advertising like uh, banners, the people to donate to help with the defense. And she, he wanted her to put that up there. And she's like, you're already taking 50% of my Amazon money. If I put that up there, I, I won't be making any money. So there's all this bullshit that, of the reason for him doing that. And she had legitimate reasons that it didn't make any sense. But she's still around with the podcast. I might listen to it because it's probably good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be interested just as a contrast, like to see what she's – I'd like to hear her talk about him more. Um, she, well, she would have – lot to say but she probably doesn't yeah i think she did the one episode and that you know just cut ties yeah because there's another, another thing like people that go on his show would go on her show and he'd he'd, he'd do it at jay leno's manager and send emails to them and say if you do that you're not on my show anymore yeah yeah well god and I mean, he's just such a dick and he seems like one of those people who would be like yeah i'm a dick like he's proud of it which you shouldn't be proud of being a dick like this guy shows no no empathy, no desire to grow. Right. It's just. Still, and then he'll do these non apologies for these. Like he's homophobic too. He said he's he talks about the gay mafia. Yeah, whatever. But staying inside the episode we listened to, there was no real humor to it. I mean, the guest was Joey McIntyre and somebody else, and they were okay, interesting, but it wasn't that good of an interview either. It was a pretty bad interview, and like I'm, you know. What the hell do I care about New Kids on the Block? But it w- it could be make for an interesting interview. Like I would like to hear more about that world. He didn't really get into it in a in a penetrating way. Oh, he the the things that came out were brought out by Joey McIntyre. Yes, interesting things like he talked about New Edition and the dude that started New Kids on the Block. New, I can't remember his name. Yeah, Maurice, whatever. Yeah, Just, yeah, and uh, so that stuff. I thought they could have gone into that more. I didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah, none of the questions brought that out. He just kind of let them talk and not – yeah, he was not a good interviewer. So he's not really good at anything, like I said, except keeping talking. And, and People was, love his show. Yeah, I well, peop, there's a lot of douchebags around. Um, <laughs> th- that was another thing too, though, like talking about the interview. It was so brief compared – like most of the show was him. Like it's so, there's so much ego. When you have a guest, I'd – like to hear more with the guest maybe than you doing awful bits speaking of awful bits at the near the top of the show they did a funny in quotes game um the sex offender total do you remember from oh my god yeah i forgot all about how dumb that was yeah where they they like had each person on the show they like looked up the sex offender registry to see who had the most sex offenders living near them wah wah and that was bad enough because that could just be a and then but then they talked about oh you have all these rapists and blah blah oh they read the crimes of the people around them and that's just yeah it's stupid yeah not funny it's not it's not anything like i don't even know what the point is i mean i guess they think it's funny because you know sex offenders are hilarious humor Um, subjective humor is subjective um so uh, there a friend of mine likes podcasts and she was talking about this podcast called last what's it called uh 
uh, last podcast on the left. And she was talking to a friend of hers who's kind of a girly girl. And she's like, I don't, I'm going to go to a live show. And she's like, oh, I'll go with you. And she's like, I don't, you can go, but I don't think you're going to like it because it's a lot of guy humor. And I think that's how she put it, guy humor. And, uh, and so that was just her way of saying, but so, and I'm, so I've listened to a few episodes of po- last podcast on the left. And it, it's very funny. And when, like she says, guy humor, it is guy humor in that everyone's on the show is, is a guy, but they'll say a joke and then they'll follow it up with why can't women be president? Like they'll, right. they'll understand what they're, where they're coming. But, like you said with Howard Stern, it's, but Adam Carolla, on the other hand is guy humor and period. There's nothing more to it. It's, it's just guy humor. It's not and even that's, just guy humor. It's like Adam Carolla humor. Everything comes back to him and his worldview, which is right, very but, macho. Yeah. Right. That's, I just feel like it's like, male centric and i use that in definitely in derogatory terms when i call it guy humor because it's not actually humor yes yeah no for sure it's, well you like you said humor subjective um stuff that's not humorous is not subjective and this is not <laughs> funny in the least yeah it, it was just like i like i said i had to take a break i pity you having to listen to it all the way through i took oh, a day you didn't off no, I did, but I, I like, like I said, I stopped in the middle of the whole Chinese waiter thing and went back to it the next day. Um, yeah, I, I finished. I didn't do it all at once, but also it was aggravating me how long it was. So you know how some podcast apps let you finish, listen to stuff faster. Yeah, I put up to one point five. Oh, that was smart shit. Yeah. <laughs> And at one point I felt bad. I was like, well, maybe I'm not getting the full point of this. So I went back 30 seconds. And I put it back to regular speed. It's like, nope. Yeah, there... <laughs> it doesn't make any more sense when they're talking regular speed. It's all. There's no bullshit. humorous subtext that you're missing. Um, yeah, it's it's baffling to me, um, the success did... of this show. I, I mean, you are right about his town of being able to, to fill time by talking. He does that well. I noticed that he, I think he does five shows a week, which is crazy. Yeah. And I, like I said, that is a skill. I mean, that that's not something everyone or even most people can do. Um, so, but surprisingly, uh, like some of these uh, podcasts that have interviews, like the Nerdist, there'll be a bunch of people. I actually, even if I don't care for Hardwick's interview style, I want to listen to the interviewee just because they're interesting people. Adam Carl's list wasn't that interesting. I think I went back and maybe the first interesting person was Eric Stone Street. And I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine a lot of people maybe don't want to do a show, although I'm sure, it, you know, it is a huge Very popular. hit. So I'm, I don't I'm think sure it's, it's as popular publicity. as it used to be. I would hope not. I mean, he he's really just reprehensible. I don't even, and, you know, we're not, I don't think we're prudish or anything. It's, it's just not funny. No. That's that's no, the main yeah. problem. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's, I don't understand. I can't, like... I have a hard time even picturing women listening to this on the regular. I don't know what well, they would I, get out I, of it. It's, it I seems... think it's just I have a hard time anybody listening to it on the regular. I just think you know some women and some dudes like it. Yeah, and I don't no. know why, but that's their thing. Yeah, that's your thing. You're you're dumb idiots, <laughs> and this is the show for you. Uh, it, I don't care for it. It's pretty sad when you're worse than Amos and Andy. Yes. Well, at least Amos and Andy have the excuse of saying this was times were different. Yeah. But yeah. This is now. Times are not different now. And yeah, you can get away with you can get away with ethnic humor when it's funny and it's not harmful. I'm mean, not, not not harmful is the wrong word. I 
can't think of the right word. Hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, his show. Anyway, I don't. This show could have worked in the fifties. It's <laughs> that's basically the the mindset. No, he's. I think he's a little. He's he's a little too dirty for the fifties. But yeah, I, if the, if that was yet. allowed, yeah. Are you there? Um, I, there was one funny bit. Oh, can you not hear me? Yeah, no, I can't. Go ahead. Uh, there's one funny bit in the whole show it was the the bit with the kid putting his hot hood up. I like that. Oh yeah, when they got pulled over by the cop. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I put my hood up because uh, I I thought I was too too young to be in the front seat, which reminds me of a story with my my dad and my niece, Kieran. They're out driving, and she was like, I don't know, six or seven, which. I, I don't know if she really wasn't supposed to be in the front seat or if that's just an assumption, but uh, they're driving around. She was in the front seat and they passed a cop car. And my, <laughs> my dad put his hand on her head, pushed her under the, under the window and said, get down. The cop's going to see you. <laughs> she was all freaked out. Cause she thought it was serious and thought it was funny. <laughs> and that is actually funny. And the, the one, that thing you bring up about uh, the kid putting the hoodie on is funny because it's actually human. Like and yes. the only the only part of the whole show where there's any real relation to he, actual humanity. So, yeah, um, if you if you haven't guessed, uh, we recommend highly that you listen to every episode of Adam Carolla show. Yep. Start start number one and go all the way forward. Yep. Five shows a week. You should catch up in 50 years. Uh, yeah, man. Well, this is a actually a really short episode, I guess, but. You know what? That's, you get what you pay for. Well, I think I don't want to talk listen, about him anymore. What'd you say? People who listen to the show prefer it to be short. They just do it as a favor to you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and thank you, Michael. Every, David. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Michael's listening to this one. It doesn't have anything he's interested in. No, but David for sure. Yay, David. <laughs> nice new car. Viv. She has to listen. Yeah. Contractually obligated. Uh, all right. Well, fuck it. Goodbye, Adam Carolla and Amos and Andy. May you never knock on our door again. Yes. Um, I mean, I would listen to another Amos and Andy. I would not. <laughs> yeah, same. Another Adam. Nope. It was it was torture. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are masochists. I guess I, that that could also explain it. And some people actually like it. I, I yeah. I don't want to be like Adam Carolla and not be able to understand other people at all but it's it's hard for me to understand how i mean i i get it just from the howard stern type angle that like he's trying to do that kind of thing he just fails at it so miserably that it's it's hard to imagine you know um anyway uh recommendations asians 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 shit i gotta think of one dude i'm gonna recommend a book let me get the full title i think it's just called Oh, go ahead. I am too, but I gotta yeah, I gotta look up which one mine is. Uh, it's by Drew Maggery, who is a writer on Dead. Did I, I don't think I recommend this already. Hopefully not. A writer on Deadspin and GQ, a very funny writer, as as doing columns, short columns. But uh, he, he wrote a book recently called The Hike, and it starts off just as a regular book and becomes this crazy fantasy novel, awesome, funny piece of work, and I, I think most people would like it. The hike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm I'm always looking for stuff to read. I, I've been reading so much comic books lately. I started getting back into books. Um, so, cool. The hike. I 
my book, uh, I realized that I had never read um, Jorge Luis Borges, who, you know, he's a renowned writer. Um, so uh, I got one called A Personal Anthology, which is a bunch of stuff that he picked, I guess, um, in the 60s. He put it together and, uh, you know, that spanned his work through the decades. And I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's it's much easier to read than I thought it would like I thought it would just be uh, super dense and stuff and it's it's somewhat dense but it's very readable so um, yeah I'm glad I I'm glad I gave it a shot I'm enjoying it so far he's the guy that, that did all right all right right yeah yeah it's all right okay. yeah it's all right um, yeah that was his second career dude was multi-talented um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, you watching anything good? I'm looking for good TV shows, and it's it's a rough time right now. I feel like. Um, I'm, I'm, Brooklyn Nine Nine's coming back soon. So. That's it. Yeah, that's good. I I'm, Zombie I'm, came I'll... back. Did you watch it? Oh, I. Oh, I'm have to check to make sure it taped. If not, I'll have to make sure it. Well, DVR'd. Sorry. Should be on Hulu. Have, have you been watching um, Trial and Error? I watched the first two episodes, and and uh, just last night actually. Because uh, I DVR'd them, but I haven't seen any others. I'm enjoying that, and uh, oh, I'm catching up on the Marvel shows. I want to, I want to get all caught up before the Defenders. The Iron Fist is not as bad as I thought it would be. I watched the first two episodes of that, and then I remembered that I never finished the second season of Daredevil, so I went back to that, and it's picking up. I think in the middle of Daredevil, it got bad, and then I think now it's starting to. The last one I watched was pretty good, so I think the last few episodes will hopefully be better than the beginning. Was definitely not as good as the first season. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't, but it's fine. Like it's no Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, but yeah, Luke Cage is really. Well, I guess that's because the most recent. I think Jessica Jones is probably better, but Luke Cage is kind of amazing how how well they did that. How well they they created something modern, but they also had nods to the seventies and black exploitation stuff, and the the music is amazingly yes, good. Yes, great music. Um, so and then that the the episode with what, what's the rapper's name Common no yeah and, anyway that was hilarious um yeah I just no, don't like that they broke up Luke Cage and Jessica Jones they were they were a good couple <laughs> they'll probably come back together we'll see <laughs> um yeah I have been avoiding Iron Fist just because of all the bad but I'm sure I will watch it because um there's not a lot I tr- we tried uh, the show on Netflix a, a new show called uh. 13 reasons why and couldn't make it through the first episode so that's uh um based on a, a young adult novel right is that right I believe so yes i haven't tried that um there's also this hbo show that's kind of popular pretty little liars or so what is it called uh big little lies i always want little to lies for, yeah um yeah no i haven't seen that yet but i haven't either i want to watch it just because i saw, i did know but adam scott's in it and that's always a sign of quality to me oh shit yeah i mean Hot Tub Time Machine 2? Shit. I, I still haven't seen that, and I bet it's great. <laughs> it got so panned. I know I haven't I seen know. it. Either. People didn't like the first one, so I liked it. I did. I enjoyed the first oh, one. Oh, and uh, just note to uh, listeners and note to John, because it's the first time I'm mentioning it, I think we need to do an episode about the next Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Yeah, I feel like we should. <laughs> um, it actually looks funnier than the last one. Well, so. How could it not be? <laughs> That's true, but it, it's more up Adam Sandler's alley where he's just playing an idiot character the whole thing. So we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. The, there's. Uh, have you. Wait, did you see Get Out? 
No, not yet. You had to see that. Yeah, that was the best one I've seen in a while. Did you see John Wick Chapter 2? Not yet. I haven't seen any movies in a long time. I feel like you can wait on John Wick Chapter 2 for, you know, streaming or Blu-ray or whatever. Doesn't need to be in the theater. It's not a spectacle. You know, I'm not a theater dude. So, like, to me, it doesn't matter. But it's probably a good one to see in the theaters. Although, I doubt it's playing anywhere still. That's true. Um, Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, iZombie, I was super confused because so much shit happens on that show that I forget. <laughs> so, I might have to go rewatch some earlier ones again. But I'm glad it's back. All right. Um, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. And you know that's the only thing I ever say. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. But most importantly... Tell your friends to listen and tell your friends to rate us highly on iTunes and then like their ratings, reviews. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can like their reviews. That's true. I tried to do it. I couldn't do it, so maybe you can't do that, but I heard someone else say it, so just maybe, try it. Maybe we can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, I, I did another uh, targeted ad on Facebook. Oh, yes. I Welcome don't... our new listeners from the targeted ad who all seem to be from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so weird. I don't even get it. Like... I'm specifically picking cities and stuff to to um, do it to. I did do London, but yeah, everybody is coming from like the Middle East, which is fine. Hey, welcome aboard. But weird. I don't know how your shit's working, Facebook, but I don't trust you. Um, in any case, now we're going to have Facebook and Scientology after us. We'll never get rich. Speaking of last podcast on the left and Scientology, since we spoke of both of them within the past hour, everyone should listen to the episode. I think it's four episodes. The last pad- podcast on the left did of the history of L. Ron Hubbard. It's funny, informative, and really, really creepy how much of an asshole that guy was. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like it seems like he was like a pathological liar as, as well. I don't know if they go into that on that episode. Yeah they, yeah, they talk a lot about something called chaos magic, which is where people lie so much that they make the lies happen. <laughs> and that's what they say he was trying to do. And some of them actually worked. But yeah, he's a, a huge liar. If only it's, I'm glad we don't have people like that in power anymore. I know. It's, it's the whole time they're talking about parallels between uh, uh, some political guy that is around now in the United States. I forget his name, but he's a he's a big – he's up there. And L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, yeah, who knows? They're all the same, yep. those politicians. Yeah, well, why bother voting for one or the other? They're all going to do the same in Washington. Uh, uh, all right. Well, this was uh, interesting and never – ever try to do two terrible shows again that was fun and only yeah yeah it was fun to talk about yeah not listening yeah (laughs) um i guess until next time goodbye everybody goodbye